Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Just gone 8.08 of Central African time. Uh, let's welcome a pious and sagacious Ummah with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's Medical Files keeping you company this evening. And alhamdulillah, have a fantastic lineup for you people. It is our doctor, uh, Dr. Muhammad Doktar, who has joined us uh, from uh, the Fair Cape. And alhamdulillah, this evening uh, we will talk about yeah many other things. And uh, one of the main things that we'll be talking about is uh, your skin care, the skin infection, uh, infections, and so forth. Uh, skin inf- infections, uh, you know, if you look at it in teenagers, it happens in children, it happens in adults, and also the aged and uh, irritating and it's in- uh, uncomfortable. And inshallah. Our dermatologist, uh, Dr. Muhammad Dokrat, will give you some relief with these uh, soothing advice this evening. Dr. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me how you're doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shafat, I'm well and I'm in the beautiful city of Durban, my, uh, my original home. Yeah, you in your original home, uh, the Indian Ocean, the, uh, you know, everything happens in Durban. You know, you, uh, once you're a uh, Durban night, you'll always want to come back to your home, uh, hometown and uh, really enjoy it. So, Alhamdulillah, you know, it's good to be just nearby. I can, I can see you just across the hill there. But, mashallah, doctor, you know, looking at uh, all types of skin infections and, and, you know, you're looking at it, you know, Infections or skin infections knows no age. It goes to everyone from, uh, you know, as I mentioned in our preamble, it it gets the young and not the so very young, and it goes for the old also. Uh, Doctor, your comment? Uh, indeed, Shafat. Uh, skin infections actually can occur from from the time a baby is born, and then it can occur in adolescents, in the middle age, as well as elderly patients. And when it comes to skin infections, there are three different types of skin infections. The first is bacterial infections, and that's the boil that we talk about. Then we have the viral infections, things like shingles and fever blisters. And then we have the fungal infection, like infection of the nails or infection of the throat. And finally, we have the fourth one. Uh, the infection like scabies, which is contagious as well. So what I'm going to be discussing is the four different types of infections, and each group has different kind of presentation as well. So if we look at the bacterial infection, the germ enters the skin and then it forms uh, an infection, and as, as we are aware, the infection presents as a pustule, and then it can become enlarged and become a boil. And the signs are redness, tenderness, uh, fever, and it might be discharging pus. So we should be uh, able to diagnose a boil quite easily. But the important thing is the treatment of a boil. If a person has a boil, they need to use hot compressors, like they can put uh, tissues in hot water as long as it doesn't burn them, and they can apply it on the boil for 10 minutes, four times a day, and this softens the boil, and then they can press the pus out, and then they can apply an antibiotic like Bactroban. Usually that is good enough, but if the boils are extensive and if they don't respond to the ointment, then the patient would require antibiotics by mouth, and the common one that we use is Augmentin. So we would use Augmentin and uh, the antibiotics. Now, it's interesting, uh, 
that we have alternatives as well, and one can actually make a paste of uh, garlic mixed with honey and sort of apply that four times a day, and that also helps. And then certain type of uh, bacterial infections, one can use apple cider vinegar, and one can apply it up there as well. Now, regarding boils, sometimes a person gets recurrent boils. So with recurrent boils, one needs to isolate the bacteria. So we do what we call a pus swab, where we test to see what type of bacteria is present and what treatment is effective. Now, if a person has recurrent boils, uh, we need to also give them advice on how to prevent boils. So we usually ask them to shower daily with bio scrub, that's heavy scrub, and that's got an antiseptic, uh, and therefore that actually clears the infection on the skin, and one can use the Bactroban in the nostril to clear bacteria because what happens, you can get bacteria on, on, on the nasal uh, hair follicles, the hair in the nose, and from there it seeds out into the body and can cause boils as well. And again, washing our hands, and as we are aware that we need to use antiseptics to clean our hands thoroughly, so therefore we don't uh, you know, uh, allow the germs to spread. Now, there's a second type of bacterial infection that occurs in children, and it basically you get this honey, uh, honey-colored um, crust on the lips, and uh, this is an infection that's extremely common in children, and it's caused by a bacteria, and one can use Bactroban as well. And the third type that we should be aware, and this is common in middle-aged or elderly patients, especially patients who have veins on the legs. From the, uh, you know, uh, when one has veins on the legs, the legs are very sensitive and they're very uh, tender and fragile. So therefore, the bacteria can enter the, the skin and then it spreads to deeper parts of the, of the below the skin, and that can cause swelling and pain of the uh, of the skin. Those patients require um, internal therapy with oral antibiotics, and if it's severe, then they may require to be hospitalized, and they would be treated with intravenous antibiotic by a drip. So again, these are the different types of bacteria, Shafat. Then when it comes to uh, our viral infections, the common viral infection is the fever blisters. And the fever blisters can be treated with an, uh, with a cream called Activa. And this cream must be applied five times a day for five days and it clears. Now again, fever blisters are recurrent. The virus is called herpes simplex and that stays in the skin. And from time to time, if one is under stress or if one is exposed to excessive sun, uh, sunlight, then that can reactivate the virus and form fever blisters. Now, you get a second type of herpes virus, and that herpes virus is called herpes 2. And that can actually be sexually transmitted. Now, again, those the people that are sexually promiscuous, they would get the herpes type 2. They present with blisters on the gentle parts, and it's extremely painful, and they would need to be treated with antiviral tablets as well as a cream as well. 
Then the uh, final one is warts. Now, again, we are aware that warts are extremely common, especially in children, and the warts need to be treated because they can spread. Now, if one gets warts on their hands, uh, then one can treat them with what we call liquid nitrogen. It's a cold um, preparation that we apply, and then sometimes the warts can also be treated by um, by a solution containing salicylic acid, and uh, very rarely we cut the warts on the hands because it can cause painful scars on the hands. Then one can also get a wart on the foot, on the sole of the foot, and it's called a plantar wart. This can cause a lot of pain, and again, the treatment is, as I mentioned earlier, then the third type of infection, Shafat, is the fungal infection. Now, the fungal infection, as we are aware, in children it presents on the scalp, and one can get hair loss and uh, and uh, flaky areas on the scalp, and it's called ringworm of the scalp. Now, these children need to be treated with an antifungal tablet, you know, uh, as well as cream and shampoo. Then one can get a fungal infection in the groin area, and that's called Dobie's itch or jockstrap. And that can be treated with cream as well as antifungal tablets. The cream we use for that is called Lamisil. Then the fungal infection can also affect the nails, especially the toenails. And this is very important because it can spread from one person to the next. And again, what one needs to do is to make sure the nail is infected with the fungus before we prescribe medication because the medications are extremely expensive. So we use a tablet called Lamisil or we use Poronox, or we use fluconazole capsules, and then we also apply a lacquer on the nail, and this clears the fungus infection of the nail. It is important for us to treat the nail infection because with the nail infection, uh, and especially if one has athlete foot, then the skin on the nail is very uh, friable and very tender, and one can get bacteria entering there as well. So to avoid that, one needs to treat the athlete's foot and the nail infection. Now, the final one I need to discuss is candida or thrush. Now, again, we are aware that thrush occurs in the mouth, especially patients who have a low immunity like diabetic patients. And again, one needs to treat them with um, oral anti-candida treatment as well as a mouth gargle. Uh, one can use Oroceps or Andalex, and one can apply a gel called Dectarid. And then candida can also occur on the groin area, especially in babies, and one needs to treat with anti-candida creams. And then candida can also affect the nails, and the nails look uh, discolored and they look friable. So again, one needs to confirm that by doing a test and then treat them with oral anti-candida tablets as well as nail laxes. Shafat? Tell you, doctor... Absolutely brilliant. I already enjoyed your, you know, your presentation there, and uh, you know, you put it so uh, gently across uh, that uh, you know we have taken in everything talking about uh, the bacterial uh, infection, germs enters the skin, and then the boil comes through and the pus. And uh, you know, you made it so graphic uh, that you said uh, use hot compressors and use uh, a bacterial band and so forth. And uh, you talk about augmented antibiotics. I recall my late uncle, Dr. Daud Sulema. 
Uh, you know, whenever there was, a, they always spoke about augmentin. Augmentin this is still a very popular antibiotic. And, and then you spoke about, uh, you also gave us a home remedy, doctor, garlic mixed with the honey and also a recurrent or boil to isolate the bacteria and so forth. But, uh, you know, doctor, when you look at all these uh, uh, things that present themselves, and uh, then you get friends and always talking to each other, you say, oh, sh- you know, uh, Shafat, I've got eczema. Uh, you know, I know you're talking to a dermatologist this evening. Uh, uh, you know, have you got any remedies or so forth? Uh, why is it, you know, many people are looking forward to home remedies, uh, doctor? Very much so, Shafat. You see, basically what happens is that uh, there is extensive use of oral antibiotics. And lots of times it's prescribed without any sort of underlying underlying understanding of it. So because of that, what happens is that the bacteria become resistant, so the antibiotics don't work. And therefore, this is a major problem, what we call hospital infections. Now, hospital infections, you get a bacteria called staph, and that actually is common in hospitals. So once you get that, it is extremely difficult to treat it, and it can cause a lot of severe uh, medical problems and sepsis as well. So therefore, uh, by cutting down the use of antibiotics, we're trying to move away to natural products, you know. And, you know, other things that one can also, uh, you know, recommend is a healthy lifestyle by having lots of uh, antioxidants and uh, vitamin C uh, and fresh fruit. All of those are helpful. And one of the tips I'd like to give Shafat is on uh infection of the skin with the bacteria. What we do is we actually advise patients to use half a cup of jig in lukewarm water in the bath. So the bath is filled and then you add half a cup of jig and once, uh, you know, lays in there for 10 minutes and then one has a shower and this kills off the bacteria as well. So again, these are important. Now, on the same point, I'd like to mention that uh, people with eczema, which is a skin allergy where they get this extremely itchy rash on the arms, legs, they tend to scratch and they are prone to infection again, uh, what we call the bacterial infection. So those patients also, we advise them to have what we call the uh, jig baths, you know. So plain, ordinary jig is helpful as an antiseptic. And again, one can use, uh, you know, uh, antiseptic hand solutions which prevent the spread of the bacteria. You know, doctor, sometimes when you take a walk out in the park or, you know, you take your shoes off and you're walking, and uh, it, it, it's amazing that, you know, it's, it's, it's a fresh environment, uh, but sometimes, you know, come back and you still get that feeling, hey, I'm going to get at least uh, feet or, or foot. And uh, why is that so? You know, sometimes uh, there's a rain or at home, you know, you have carpets and you know, the place becomes a bit dampy and uh, you're walking there, but uh, that, that feeling is, hey, I'm going to catch it anytime. Why is that so, doc? Yes, correct, Shafat. You see, uh, the fungus or the molds, they actually thrive on uh, moist conditions. And often, like, for example, if one goes to a hotel and one walks bare feet in the, on the carpet, they, you might find that they might have been a person who had athlete's foot and the scale from the athlete's foot 
might might be on the carpet so one uh, you know picks it up so again people going to gyms as well you know that's why what i advise patients if they go to a gym then they must actually you know shower at home or if they have to shower in the gym, then they must wear uh, a beach tongue, tongs, you know, a sandals, so that they don't don't touch the bot, uh, you know, the the shower floor. So this is important. So again, hygiene is the most important thing. Now, Shafat, I'd like to give a tip. Uh, basically, what we do is we tell the, uh, the patients when they have a shower to dry their feet thoroughly. And then I usually tell them to take a paper towel and to uh, to dry between the toes, and then they can use a gentle setting on a on a hair dryer, and then again dry the area. So as long as the feet are thoroughly dried, then you know one can actually prevent athlete's foot. And again, if we have athlete's foot or fungus infection of the feet or nails, it is imperative that we treat proactively so that the person's uh, problem can clear and they don't spread it to others. Yes, uh, doctor, you also spoke about, uh, you know, the uh, uh, fungal uh, infections and, uh, you know, about the viral infections where you spoke about fever, blisters, uh, and, you know, you gave the active cream and so forth you use. And uh, you say this thing uh, uh, occurs under stress and it may reoccur. And you spoke on herpes too, where people that are promiscuous uh, get all these things or these types of infections. And then you talk about warts, you know, warts. Uh, uh, at what age does warts uh, present itself? Uh, does it come uh, uh, more on children? Uh, some people, uh, can, can warts appear on the face, uh, Doc? That's a good point, Shafan. Excellent point. Uh, the first point is as far as warts in children. Yes, it occurs commonly in children, and it's related to children having a low immunity to warts. So it doesn't mean to say that the immune compromise or they have any immune problems, but generally speaking, what's occur in children and especially by touching and so on. Now, uh, indeed, it's, uh, it, it, we do get what's on the face, but one has to be very careful how we treat the what's on the face because the conventional treatment that we use with liquid nitrogen, that can cause scars on the face or if we laser that area, can cause scars. So what we do, the, because the wart is caused by a viral infection, I prescribe a homeopathic medication, a drop called Thuja, T-H-U-J-A, and I get the patient's uh, family members to apply it, uh, especially if it's a child, or, you know, to apply it twice a day. And we often find you get a good result. And this is homeopathic, which is quite safe. Then we do have various creams that we use for warts on the face, and one of them is an acne cream called Retin-A, which contains vitamin A, and this is effective as well. So again, we have to be very careful. The treatment of warts on the face is a very gentle treatment as compared to warts on the hands or on the soles of the feet. Yeah, and you talk about, you know, when you're removing warts, it's, it's quite a painful thing, but generally you treat it with the liquid nitrogen. Very interesting indeed, you know, nitrogen, uh, tell me how you need a tank and how do you do this, doctor? That's correct. Now, uh, liquid nitrogen, we uh, basically, we have it in the Diva, which is a big tank, a 20-liter 
uh, tank, and uh, the temperature of the liquid nitrogen is minus 196 degrees centigrade. So it's extremely cold. And then what we do is we uh, remove the liquid nitrogen from the large tank into a spray. It's called a triax spray. So this actually is very accurate. So from the spray, it's like a gun, and then we spray it on the water. So it's non-touch technique. When we spray it, we're not touching the skin, and it is accurate as well, and it is effective also. And you talk about uh, fever, fever blisters, uh, doctor. So uh, uh, does it recur all, I mean, uh, per, as you said, the person stresses, it keeps on recurring. Uh, if, if the person is uh, treated for stress, will that fever blister disappear? Well, uh, it's, it's a combination of factors, uh, Shafat. Uh, the thing is, uh, fever blisters, uh, one initially has a fever blister in the skin, deep in the skin, uh, in the nerve uh, areas, and then it becomes reactivated in the skin, uh, forming tiny blisters on the red background. Now, uh, as far as the cause is concerned, it is certainly by the virus called herpes, and uh, this herpes simplex virus, they think, they postulate that factors that can aggravated is uh, aggravate the problem of herpes simplex or fever blisters is stress, uh, sun exposure, uh, decreased immunity. So all these factors help to play a part, but uh, cutting down the stress may not necessarily uh, prevent fever blisters. But uh, often we find that the fever blisters become less frequent. And again, we treat the patients because fever blisters are extremely painful and uncomfortable. Now, Doctor, the question is, uh, if uh, the spouse gets uh, the fever blister the, or the female and the male is not getting it, uh, you know, for what you are describing here, yeah, the husband could be a bit suspicious. Uh, why, why are you getting this? Uh, is there any uh, room for that suspicion, Doctor? That's an excellent point, Shafat, indeed. Uh, as far as the fever blister on the face, it's called type 1. So that's not sexually transmitted. And that uh, fever blister or herpes, the person may have had it for a long period of time, and from time to time it becomes reactivated. But the major uh, one that we should be concerned is the genital herpes that is occurring on the, uh, on the private areas, and that is sexually transmitted. So that can spread to the spouse, number one. And number two, the, uh, the spouse may be concerned because of the fact that herpes type 2, which is a sexually transmitted disease, uh, may be due to promiscuity. Yes, uh, Doctor, I'm glad I, we cleared the air there. Time for us to go to the marketplace, and when we get back, inshallah, we'll be fielding the questions that you've been posing for the doctor. You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. The pro- uh, program is uh, Medical Files and in consultation with uh, Dr. Muhammad Doklatu, the dermatologist, and alhamdulillah, really enjoying the evening with him and uh, cool, calm, and collected a eh? flawless skin by our doctor. Check his face out, mashallah. Doc, what do you use uh, to keep your face uh, so smooth and your hands? I mean, look at your hands. Uh, nice and soft too, Doc. What do you use? Okay, uh, Shafat, we must keep it simple. Uh, what I use is products that one gets, Cetaphil. It's a cleanser that one can use twice a day. It's a gentle cleanser. 
cleanser. Then one can use eucerin moisturizer at night and the eucerin sunblock in the morning. But as far as sunblocks are concerned, it is important that we should apply enough for it to be absorbed by the skin, number one. And number two, after a period of three hours, one should reapply it because the efficacy of the sunblock decreases, you know, over time. So one should reapply it. So usually I tell patients to apply it in the morning and then after Zohar Namaz. So, you know, the, the double application is extremely effective. And again, the hands, one uses a cream called Etimax Plus. It's got what we call urea, which is a, a moisturizer that absorb into the skin and it softens the skin as well and the nails. Uh, this question here, Salim says, Assalamu alaikum doctor, I'm really enjoying you. I live uh, right near the beach and I go surfing at least once a week. Will my skin wrinkle earlier than uh, most people because of the ocean? Uh, a very interesting question there, doctor. Indeed, Shafat. Uh, firstly, uh, sun exposure uh, is a problem. Excessive sun exposure can cause early premature aging of the skin and wrinkling as well. So the point is that this person must use a waterproof sunblock. And the one I would suggest is a Nivea SPF 50 waterproof sunblock. It's a scholar sport sunblock. And that should be used, uh, you know, uh, on, a, on a regular basis. And this would help and as long as the patient uses a sunblock regularly, the sun's rays are not there to penetrate the skin and cause premature aging and wrinkles. So he should be fine. And the other important point, Shafat, is that one should avoid going into the sun or have ex excessive exposure to the sun uh, midday at about 12 o'clock. It's best to go early in the morning and late afternoon. So in that way, the sun's rays are not severe. Uh, this question from Anonymous says, I bath uh, twice a day, but with very hot water. Will this uh, affect my skin, uh, doctor? Yes. Again, you know, I always believe in moderation. Moderation with whatever we are doing. So hot water is one should avoid. Lukewarm water. Lukewarm water is perfectly fine. And, uh, you know, again, avoid uh, hot water, which can actually irritate the skin as well. Uh, this uh, answer, yeah, hey, giving us an answer here, doctor. It says, uh, Assalamu alaikum, Shafat. I've got a tip. Use good old Vicks for a fungal toenail. It'll come right within uh, a week. Uh, doc, uh, do you know about that? Okay. Uh, Shafat, uh, I'm unaware of that, but what we do is we use what we call evidence-based medicine. So evidence-based medicine is what's been used throughout the world in millions of patients. But I'll certainly try it in a few of my patients and see what the response. But uh, on that point, what we also do is we advise patients to use very mild hydrogen peroxide on the nails. And you find that hydrogen peroxide is excellent to kill bacteria and fungus as well as virus. So they apply it on the nail and they use it once a week. And that's helpful as well. Looking at a contribution this evening by Aslam, he says, Assalamu alaikum. Jazakallah khaira, Dr. Dokrate, you are tops. Okay. Jazakallah for that. He says, do spider bites uh, break out into tiny itchy pimples? They keep on biting me. Uh, how do you respond to Aslam, uh, doctor? It's uh, very much so, uh, Shafat. Uh, first of all, uh, various kinds of insect bites Cause, cause a reaction. I'm at the moment in Amshlanga on holiday, and my daughter and I have had 
lots of insect bites. And again, insect bite reactions, what essentially happens, uh, Shafat, is that you get a single insect bite and then the body gets an allergic reaction and you get sort of fine pimples, uh, you know, on different parts of the body. Now, how do we treat it? The first is the insect bite would cause severe itch or pain, so we can use anthizan cream, A-N-T-H-I-S-A-N cream, and one can use it three times a day for the first day. And then day after, one can use uh, a, a mild cortisone cream like Repivate and apply calamine lotion on top of that. If the itch is severe, one can use allergic syrup or tablets. And the important point so far is prevention. So what one needs to do is to spray a little bit of peaceful sleep on the pajama clothes, on the sleeves and the pants. So that prevents the insects, you know, uh, coming close and biting. And the last tip is something natural, which I always believe in. There's a tablet called thymine hydrochloride, which is natural. It's a vitamin. And we advise patients to take it once a day. They're prone to getting uh, insect bites. And what happens with thymine hydrochloride, it is secreted in the sweat. And when the insects come close to the skin, they smell that and they don't bite. At the same point, we also use garlic. We advise patients to use garlic. And it has the same purpose and the same effect. Alhamdulillah, lovely. Um, uh, you know, I tell you, doctor is so magnanimous. He's giving you the names. He's giving it to you. He's, he's, he's treating each one individually here. Yeah. But Alhamdulillah, really making for a brilliant broadcast this evening. Uh, Tayyar says, Assalamu alaikum. What are white fungi-like rashes appearing on my... Okay, not what. He says, why are white fungi-like rashes appearing on my legs? Mom says, eating too much bread. My aunt says, it's jadu. Doctor, how do you react to that? No, again, what we need to do is one needs to look at it from a scientific medical perspective. Now, again, if one gets white spots on the body, especially on the neck and the back, chest and arms, and it is caused by a fungus infection. So we usually advise patients to use Kez shampoo, K-E-Z shampoo. It's got a pleasant fragrance, and they apply it at night and wash it off in the morning. And I advise patients to use it three times a week at night. And the other days, they can use Lamisil cream. Now, if it's on the legs, then one has to distinguish the white spots uh, whether it is fungal infection or whether it's uh, vitiligo, which they call liver spots, white liver. So vitiligo usually is symmetrical, and that's not caused by a fungus. So in this person, if it's on the legs, then one would have to think twice, you know, whether it is a fungus or whether it's vitiligo. But if it's on the neck, back, arms, uh, chest, then it's definitely a fungal infection. And the name of it is called tinea, which means fungus, versicolor, V-E-R-S-I-C-O-L-O-R, and that means scaling, so a scaling fungal rash. Looking at this question, it says, Assalamu alaikum. I want to know, uh, I want to know uh, uh, from the doctor if you can uh, remove a lipoma. What is the difference between taking it out by surgery or suction format? I use all the turmeric and banana paste, but nothing uh, taking it away. Also, I change diet, but it doesn't go. Zakallah for your time. Marcy from Tongata, doctor. Okay. Uh, we always want to defy what the condition is. A lipoma is a collection of fat cells in a, in a, 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 which is round like in a lump. 
it's a lump which has all the fat cells in them. And usually it doesn't cause any symptoms or problems. It may be sometimes unsightly, but by and large, we advise patients if they've been diagnosed with a lipoma, then one leaves it alone. If one wants to have it removed, then uh, usually if it's a single one, then a surgical procedure that is excision removal of the lipoma is fine. But it's important for this person to be assessed by a medical do uh, doctor because one wants to make sure it's a lipoma and it's not anything serious or malignant. So again, clinical examination by a doctor and then if there's symptoms of pain or if the patient doesn't like it, then one can excise it. But by and large, we reassure the patients if it's a lipoma, it's not serious, it won't become malignant cancer, and one leaves it alone. Uh, Wahid says, uh, Doctor, I had, uh, I had warts, but it was very painful. Why is this so? Uh, that's a good point, uh, Shafat. Uh, because of the nerve endings on those areas, especially if it's a plantar wart and one puts pressure on it, so therefore it can be extremely painful. Okay, lovely answer there. Assalamu alaikum, dear team. When mosquitoes bite the children, scratch wild, then they get uh, uh, and then, and then they get sores. How must I treat those uh, sores from uh, those uh, kids from scratching? That comes from uh, Ummi Abu Bakr Suleiman, uh, doctor. Okay, uh, let's revise what we've discussed earlier. So, as we've said earlier, any form of insect bite, including mosquito bites, prevention is better than cure. So, using peaceful sleep uh, or tabard helps. Uh, again, uh, in the evening, sort of wearing long sleeves so that uh, the insects don't have exposure, uh, the skin is not exposed easily. And then if the bite is active uh, and recent, one applies the antizan cream, which I spoke about earlier. And the next day, one can apply a mild cortisone cream like Repivate and lots of calamine lotion. Calamine lotion contains what we call menthol, and it cuts down itching. And then if this uh, if the itch is severe, then if it's a child, we would give allergic syrup. And uh, again, if the uh, insect bite becomes infected or it has pus, then one would use Bactroban cream as well. This question says, uh, Doctor, every year my nose gets uh, swelly and reddish and pimples appear. Why is this so? Okay, this is this is important. Again, it's not an, uh, a, 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 from what it sounds like, it's not an infection. This person is getting a sensitivity. So there's two factors. The first, it could be an allergy, allergic rash. The second, it could be a sensitivity to the sun. And thirdly, it is can be a condition called rosacea. Now, rosacea, R-O-S-A. CEA, R-O-S-A-C-E-A, is a rash that occurs on the nose or the cheeks, and it's usually caused by various factors, including uh, genetic factors, dietary factors like hot coffee, hot drink. Uh, in our community, we don't have to worry, but people who drink alcohol, it aggravates it, and then spicy foods as well. So again, this person, if the rash is persistent and it becomes uncomfortable or is cause of concern, then they should be seen by a dermatologist for a correct diagnosis and appropriate treatment. 
Harun says, Assalamu alaikum, doctor. I get white spots on my fingernails. Uh, uh, some say it's a lack of uh, vitamins. Others say it's a sign of good luck. I'll get a lot of money. Doctor, please comment. <laughs> this is a good point. Uh, first of all, uh, <laughs> it's not a sign of, uh, you know, of malnutrition. Uh, number two, it's, again, you know, the good luck, uh, one has to be scientific and medically, uh, medical evidence-based uh, uh, diagnosis and management. Uh, the white spots are caused by various factors. Sometimes white spots occur from trauma. Sometimes it occurs without any reason. And sometimes it may be a sign of a condition called psoriasis, which occurs as scaly spots on the elbows and knees, and one that we've discussed previously on our radio program, Shafat. Gee, Doc, and also looking at this uh, question, uh, Doctor, is still there? Yes, yes, Shafat. Okay. All right, I can hear you loud and clear. You know, those lovely places that you're in, Umschlange, uh, you know, lots of dolphins there. And uh, are you right near the ocean there, Doc? <laughs> yes, right. Uh, the hotel is on the beach, so alhamdulillah, really enjoying the warm water of the Indian Ocean. So right on the sea. Right on the sea, and you may see a bottlenose dolphin or a poppers coming to visit you very soon, Doctor. This question says, Assalamu alaikum to the presenter, Shafaat, and uh, the mashallah, Doctor. My teens, uh, they've got uh, blackheads. They say they don't want to squeeze uh, because uh, next day it's back. Uh, uh, do, they, uh, do they just wash and leave it? Or uh, is it okay? Jazakallah, Mrs. Ilyas, uh, Doctor. Okay, Shafat, what this patient has got is signs of acne with whiteheads and blackheads. So what one needs to do is one needs to use a gentle cleanser to wash with and then a cream called Differin, D-I-F-F-E-R-I-N. It contains vitamin A. So what it does, it removes the whiteheads and the blackheads and prevents the formation of both whiteheads and blackheads. So that will be effective. Yeah, doctor, I remember when I was a teenager, you know, there's always a, why teenagers get this paranoia about, hey, one pimple here, and they try and uh, tackle it. They make the face look worse, uh, doctor, but, uh, and then you used to get lots of advertisement to, you know, go for your blackheads and do this and uh, use skin, this and uh, that. But I noticed that is uh, no more, you know, aggressively marketed. Uh, any reasons why, doctor? Correct, yeah. Again, you know, when we have uh, mild problems, one shouldn't treat with harsh preparations because then they can sometimes aggravate the skin as well. And again, when we were young, Shafat, when we were teenagers, we didn't have, you know, extensive products which are scientifically based, uh, you know, as compared mm. to what we have today. So that's the main reason. Yeah, we all had to wash our face, Doc, you know, three times to get rid of that. Yeah, they said the blackheads will go away and so Correct. forth. Those were the days, Absolutely. Doc. As we move on here, uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum to the medical team. Jazakallah for excellent show every week uh, to look forward to and learn. What is the best thing to apply on chuffed, uh, chuffed inner thighs? Anonymous from Maputo, doctor. Okay, this is a very, very important point. Uh, in Cape Town, I usually prescribe a mixture. Now, I'd like to give the formula. We have uh, 15 grams of Repivate cream, R-E-P-I-V-A-T-E. -E. It's a mild cortisone. And then we add Canex, C-A-N-E-X, 
20 grams. So one tube of Repivate, one tube of Canix, and we mix it in Fissin cream, 50 mils or 50 grams, 50 grams of Fissin cream. So it comes to a combination of 85 grams, and one applies that twice a day for a period of 10 days, and thereafter we just continue with the Canix cream. It works excellent. And the other... The other thing that is helpful in those areas which are moist and which are prone to getting yeast infection or fungal infection is fuller's earth, good old fuller's earth. We find that quite helpful also. And then again, we advise patients to rather wear shorts than uh, scans or jockeys. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Shafaat and uh, Dr. Babu has a problem under his eyes. His skin is uh, brown. Uh, then in the morning, we see parts are looking white in small patches. Any idea what it is? Uh, Jazakallah, uh, Babu's wife. Uh, we're here in Durban on holiday, just like you, doctor. <laughs> doctor? Okay. Uh, yeah, again, when one gets spots around the eyelid, uh, one needs to look for the underlying cause and the diagnosis. Uh, important to to make a correct diagnosis. If one has brown spots, uh, one has to first look at genetic factors. Uh, brown spots under the eye is not due to lack of sleep, so genetic factors. If one has lots of allergies, especially uh, allergic uh, rhinitis or hay fever or eye allergy, one is more prone to that, those spots. And then if it's white spots, then one has to make a diagnosis. Now, if it's white spots that occurred on its own without the brown spots and it's on both sides, then one would have to look for certain conditions, including vitiligo, which we call white liver. So again, this person, if there's cause for concern, then they should be seen by a dermatologist. But if it doesn't worry them, then you know one should just use a moisturizer at night and a sunblock during the day. Assalamu alaikum. Wonderful information on every show. Is it okay to pop boils or how must we take it out? Uh, and uh, why boils pain so much? Uh, Jazakallah, I'm listening on uh, radio. Mariam Kaki, uh, I think you spoke about uh, the, the method of taking out boils, uh, but uh, boils must they be popped? Uh, can they go uh, away on their own also, doctor? That's an important point which I, I would like to add. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, the, the management which I mentioned is compressors, hot compressors, and then pressing the pus out. Most of the time that clears a boil. But if a boil is quite big and it is severe and it's caused a lot of symptoms, then one uses, uh, gives a local anesthetic and one uses a lancet, which is a blade, to cut and release all the pus. Now, the reason why it is painful is because there's pus underneath. Wherever there's pus, there's inflammation, redness, and that causes pain. So, again, if it's big and if it's causing problems, they should be seen by a family practitioner. We'll give them a local anesthetic and then excise it and test the boil out. And at the same time, we'll do a test on that pus to see what type of bacteria was isolated. Yeah, Dr. Jasakala here for that. And I uh, know yesteryear when we were lighties, uh, if a boil came, you remember to take the uh, what a, a pin, a needle pin, and poke it and push it That's out. Correct. And they, they put some uh, uh, gentian violet, uh, doctor, or, or detrol, or so forth. Uh, do you remember? I mean, we, we were not like, we did our own things. 
very much so, Shafat. Again, the good old remedies work. They still work. And even gentian violet up to this point, and even mercurochrome, I still prescribe it. You know, when, uh, uh, the important point, Shafat, mm-hmm. is that, you know, uh, even with the advance uh, in, 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 in medicine, one shouldn't forget about good old remedies, which are inexpensive and effective. I tell you, the doctor is too wholesome, people. Too wholesome. Uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum. We're enjoying the program here in Maputo. We met Mufti, a.k.a. Uh, the other week. He is the world's number one Mufti. He's a brave and brilliant scholar. Shafaat, we enjoyed you also in radio. Please uh, ask the studio doctor. Sometimes in between my toes, I get fine cuts. It's a very uncomfortable. So what I must do? Jazakallah, Hamza in Maputo, doctor. <laughs> Uh, it is important for us to treat that because if it's not treated, then one can get bacteria and infection. So if one gets fine cuts, one needs to identify. And most likely this patient is getting athlete foot and is getting what's called maceration or inflammation and infection there. So what I usually advise patients is to fill half a bucket of with lukewarm water and add a few condis crystals, which is potassium permanganate, you know, that red crystals, purple crystals, until the color is light purple, and then soak the feet for five minutes and then rinse the feet thoroughly. And then the mixture that I prescribe or I suggested for the groin area, uh, it's a combination of repivate canics in person cream one can apply there to allow it to heal, and thereafter one can use the canics on its own. If the problem is persistent, then one would have to use uh, uh, antifungal tablets as well, and this should clear the problem. If the if the fissures or the 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 cracks are severe then one needs to use Bactroban for two days to allow it to heal and to make sure there's no bacteria present. Jazakallah for that, uh, Dr. Uh, this question by Shoaib Muhammad says, Assalamu alaikum. Jazakallah for show. we all enjoying here in the sitting room. Why some people get acne when the beard grows, uh, doctor? Okay. Uh, is he talking about acne on the face? Yeah, acne when the beard grows. Well, maybe he is yeah, oh, like yes, yes, simply yes. when his beard That's is right. growing. Yeah. The, the, the hair follicles are sometimes prone to infection. So one can get what we call the follicles, the hair follicles become inflamed. So again, one needs to make sure that one sort of rinses one beard thoroughly. And if there's any inflammation or infection, one uses Bactroban. But this is a problem uh, that can occur. It is important for us to wash the beard area thoroughly. Occasionally, there can be a, a fungus infection there as well. So first thing I would suggest is wash with uh, with hebe scrub or bias scrub, and uh, that will actually prevent any form of infection of the. Uh, this question says, uh, Doctor, when should we worry about our skin when uh, it comes into contact with heat? I generally uh, burn my fingers whenever I'm cooking. Well, Doctor, how do you respond to that? Okay. The most important point, Shafat, is one needs to treat it proactively. One should actually put one's hand in or finger in ice-cold water to cut down the temperature. Important not to use butter or any 
uh, homemade remedies on that area. One can put burn shield or one can use betadine and then bandage it. So it's important for us to, to cool it down and thereafter apply an antiseptic cream to prevent the infection. Absolutely, Doctor. You know, we've got about two minutes to go. Talk to us about uh, having a first aid kit at home. Why is it so important? important. Tell us, Doctor. Yes, certainly. Uh, again, as we alluded to earlier, Shafat, uh, a burn is a good example. Having a burn shield, a tube of betadine or Bactroban, and this is used for cuts, for any abrasions, for burns, and one needs bandages. It's important to have bandages as well as band-aids available. One should use, uh, again, uh, important one, one, when one has a first aid kit to have an allergy tablet, for example, if one's getting a severe allergic reaction, one may have to take allergic tablets. One can have a mild cortisone cream uh, like Dorovate, uh, which is a bit stronger, and Repivate, which is mild, uh, to apply for any allergy that occurs. And then one can uh, also use um, uh, 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 what they call a wound tray, which is a sterile tray, uh, where one can uh, lay it out and then use the various uh, preparations on the skin. One needs to have gauze. One needs to have what we call micropore, which is a paper tape that sticks the gauze onto the skin. One can also have what we call primopore, which is a dressing, uh, or upside, which is a dressing. These are important things. Now, one of the things is that a lot of people uh, travel, you know, long distances over the holiday period. And what I would actually suggest is they should carry uh, what they call a drip, you know, a liquid uh, in a drip. So this is obtained from a dispensary. And if there's an accident and if there's any blood loss and, you know, if there's any doctor nearby, the drip is available to be able to, in, you know, make sure the blood pressure doesn't drop. So all these are important. Doctor, really a pleasure being with you this evening, and I always enjoy your company. It is so wholesome, and, you know, we feel like we are one. Doctor, your parting words before I let you go. Uh, again, uh, to the listeners, I really appreciate being called up by Shafat Ahmed. Uh, the program is uh, excellent from his side in terms of the topics we discuss. I want people to use a sunblock in this be careful during the summer months that they don't get heat stroke. And again, uh, I wish everybody a safe holiday. And uh, alhamdulillah, it's been nice talking to all our listeners. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And our dua for the doctor is a reciprocal. Inshallah, it's time for us to go for the Isha Azan. And when we get back, a pertinent punctuated will be joining us.